Turn the light back on, Rabs, because we have got grand final week and it's fever that's overcome everyone. Melbourne Storm versus the North Queensland Cowboys. It's the Big League Magazine run to the grand final podcast here with Maria Cialis, the editor, and Pam Whaley. Uh, senior writer, how are you girls? Did we get the grand final we anticipated, Maria? I definitely thought the Roosters would uh, make it, but I'm glad the Cowboys are there because they're so interesting and fun and you love when a team comes from eighth, I think, to make the GF. It's a nice fairy tale little story there. Mm. It's bloody lovely, isn't it? It's really lovely, mate. Yeah, well, very nice. Unless you're a Roosters supporter or something. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That lovely. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Pam, what caught the eye during the course of the last week? Uh, I think just you can't you can't go past what the Cowboys are doing at the moment, and I think the the biggest thing that's actually caught my eye is the way that their fans really embrace them. Like when yeah. they when they're coming to and from the airport, um, they're all over Instagram. When they were going to the airport the other day, the fans were lining the streets with their flags, yeah. and then when they get there, I think, wow, that is, that's really special. Rugby league town. Rugby league town. Rugby league town. It's great. Uh, what about you, Maria? What caught your eye? I think the um, PNG Hunters oh. um, coming last grasp win Woo! over the um, Sunshine Coast last week at the uh, grand final for the Queensland Cup. And now they're going to be playing at ANZ Stadium for the first time against Penrith. And you know they were sleeping over overnight at Oil Search Stadium in Port Moresby for their uh, preliminary final. Yeah. So now they've won the... Grand final at Suncorp. Now they're playing at ANZ Stadium and they've got three games up there for the Rugby League World Cup. Mm -hmm. It's going gangbusters. Well, people were talking about it as being one of the biggest moments in PNG history. Yes. Not just rugby that's league right. history. <laughs> in history. Yeah. So, so you've oh, got independence incredible. in 1975. Yeah, yeah. And then we won, <laughs> we won, we the, won, Q won the Q Cup. Won the Q Cup. Uh, speaking but, of cups, yeah, uh, intra super premiership on Sunday night at Leichhardt Oval, uh, the Penrith Panthers up against the Wyong Roos. Uh, that caught my eye. The Penrith Panthers uh, were exceptional. Um, there's a guy on the wing, Amaka Sivo, mm. who, oh, sorry, Micah Sivo who two years ago was playing for the Gundagai Tigers in Group 9. Then mm -hmm. he's come up and played with St Mary's this year. He scored like 19 tries with St, Ma uh, with St Mary's. Yeah, and then they put him in the uh, intra-super premiership side. And I spoke to Garth Brennan. We were doing covering that game at the time. And we said, Garth, he scores all these tries. What do you think, wh what do you, think you might get with uh, him defensively? He said, I have no idea. <laughs> well, he scored a try, set up another one and saved one with an incredible tackle wow. on Joseph Manu. He didn't get man of the match. And we were a little perplexed, I must say, as to why he didn't get man of the match. But he was absolutely outstanding, so he caught my eye. Um, we've talked about already the Storm v. the Cowboys and whether we get the grand final we want and, or get the grand final we anticipated. So we've got to go back to those other games, Roosters v. Cowboys. Mm -hmm. um, it seemed, and this has been a feature of the games that the Cowboys have played during the course of this semi-final series, it would seem the longer a game goes on, the better they get, which shouldn't be right because they're all busted and they've had a tough schedule, travel mm -hmm. and playing, Pam. Well, that's exactly right. It is pretty incredible what they've been able to do. And I think as the game, you're right, as the game goes on, they're so fit. They're so mm. committed. Mm. They uh, they just wait for the opposition to show any signs of weakness. And yeah. as long as they hang in there, they're in the game. And that's how they've been able to, to beat teams. That's it. And the Roosters, uh, the Roosters have had 
they haven't had the great. They've had a great season. Sorry, let me clarify. But they've been winning games by small margins. Uh, yes, you know, field yes. goals, uh, yeah. scraping through at the last minute. So I think that kind of really showed um, at the end there in that preliminary final that maybe they weren't exactly where they'd like to be. Well, the problem with that is that everyone was saying. Mm. Roos has definitely got the most firepower, but we just need to get an 80-minute performance out of them. We didn't get an eight-minute performance out of them. Like, mm. they pretty much left the worst to last. Yeah. And, and in many ways, the Cowboys were responsible for that with the pressure that they put on them. They, you know, the 90% completion rate and all of that sort of thing. And mm. Michael Morgan with repeat sets and 40-20s and all of that sort of stuff. But um, they, they left their, be- their worst for last, just about. And funnily enough, on the Friday night, the Melbourne Storm were leaving their worst for last mm. as well, up to half time. Mm-hmm. I think they had 43% completions at half time. That's horrible. Can you imagine what Craig Bellamy was doing? Apparently, Can't he didn't say it. much. Oh, well, that's even scarier. Yeah, right. That's right. It, Bellamy <laughs> just walks in and looks at you and you go, Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, oh, my over. goodness. <laughs> he didn't say much, but he destroyed <laughs> the dressing room. <laughs> Cameron Smith, apparently, was doing a little bit of talking at half time. And, and basically, Craig Bellamy just said, Yeah, what he said. Um, but you can imagine the intent with the the head nod mm-hmm. and all that sort of Even, thing. Even um, Sully putting that ball down for that open try line. He's like, you never say that. I know. Um, I know. It was very nervous. It was, uh, It's yeah. funny, yeah. It was a nervous – and these guys have got experience. I don't anticipate them being nervous. I know we'll get to it very shortly, but I don't anticipate them being nervous this Sunday. In saying that, they come out the second half. A very important try to Josh Adokar that a try perhaps only Josh Adokar could score mm-hmm. uh, on just before halftime. That was crucial. And then just to come out and blow Brisbane away, and, and that's when they found the, the gear that you thought they haven't played well and they've won 30 nil in a prelim. Mm-hmm. Scary. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their defence is something else, isn't it? Well, I think there was opportunities there where you could punch holes in them. You mm. know, I think Brisbane showed that you could punch holes in this defence. If Tau Tau Moga passes, um, we get try to Corey Oates. Uh, and, and again, if you're getting Brisbane, uh, Melbourne to chase, then that's a different story altogether. So they're not, they didn't look perfect, but they still won 30 nil, and that's the challenge that the Cowboys have. Yeah, that's exactly right. And the thing is, is that they're, they're just so gutsy as well. They do, they have that exact same belief that the the person next to them is going to make up for if you miss a tackle, he's going to make up for it. So yeah. um, they've got the exact same um, belief in themselves that the Cowboys have. So that's what makes Sunday's game so exciting. Mm. Rugby League's Night of Nights was on last night. A couple of bleary eyed girls to my left. <laughs> How was it? Um, yeah, it was good. It was short, which was great. Right. Sometimes they can uh, drag on a little bit. Um. <laughs> uh, but does that mean that you're able to get downstairs to that centre bar at the star there that's and, exactly, and vibe yeah, a little exactly more? Right. Yeah. That's where all the journalists are heading. That's uh, exactly. Let's face it. That's okay. where you hear all the stories, all yes. the yeah. gossip, yes. all the gossip. The uh, oh, the team of the year ha- had some controversial selections. Mm-hmm. This year. Namely, namely, uh, probably. Well, a lot of people had a problem with Paul Gallen being named lock, but of course he got uh, he polled more votes than Jason Tamalolo. In the uh, top ten, so there's which that. Which is the system that has been put in place? Yeah. Which system, makes sense, It's right? a system that's been put in place because people complained about the original system. Now they don't that's like right. the new system that's been put in place. Doesn't so you know what? Pick one. Doesn't that sound very rugby league? It does. It, people uh, aren't happy with anything. That's it. And um, and Gal had a great season up to around twenty six. Uh, Jason also had a great season, but he's really he's really come alive in this final series. And I think just because that's fresh in everyone's minds, that's the issue. Yeah, 
He did have the – he's got the most – does he have the most amount of running meters in the competition? He, yeah, Second because, um, in the history of the competition. Yeah. Right. So he's got he's got the stats behind him, but Gal was incredible this year. I think he had a really – he had one of his best seasons that he's had so far. So, so here we go. Let's go through some of the – Nick Kotrick, Rookie of the Year. Great. Fair enough. Yeah, yes. No brainer. Craig Bellamy, Coach of the Year. Mm. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I agree. I think great. I thought it would be Brad Arthur for what he's done with that Parramatta team. Mm. I think he really deserved it this year with um, how far he took them into the finals. They had a top four finish. That was incredible for that club. I thought what he did this year was pretty special. And, of course, the votes were polled after round 26. So Paul Green at that stage had yes. only – the, the Cowboys yes. had only finished eighth. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at it in the context of the finals, Paul Green is probably the coach of, of the year. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, you can't, you can't discredit Craig Bellamy for what he's been able to do over so long. You win the minor premiership by six points. You're mm, the yeah. coach of the yeah. year. Yeah. Only four losses yeah. all season. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty spectacular. Um, apparently you play for Parramatta and you're reasonably popular. You win the Proven <laughs> Summers medal, right? Clint Gutherson? Yeah. yeah. I love Clint Gutherson. Right. And yeah. that's, that's the thing. I think all everyone mm. who's voting loves Clint Gutherson. Mm-hmm. So uh, we understand that one. Uh, headline moment of the year, Mitchell Pierce. Did no one see Jonathan Thurgeon 2 with a busted shoulder? Oh, uh, yeah, that was okay. Oh. <laughs> just, just joking, guys, just joking. Can you imagine what the Courier Mail is writing <laughs> oh, today? Yeah, <laughs> they have lost But we were talking about this morning, Mine. we thought the headline, well, I certainly thought the headline moment of the year was Trent Hodkinson and what he did for um, taking that young girl Hannah to her high school formal. That uh, was had terminal the nicest cancer. story. That went wild, yeah. that story, because it was the best rugby league story of the year. I don't know how... That was overlooked. That was the best rugby league story of the year. Um, that's an excellent point that you make. And, you know, it's sometimes uh, as lovers of the game and so you want to promote the game as much as you can and you see headlines that are in many ways unwanted with players and you sort of shrink a little bit and you try to think, oh, how am I going to defend this one? Mm-hmm. And you see a story like that with Trent Hodkinson and Hannah who has subsequently passed away mm-hmm. and your chest puffs out and you think, I'm so proud yeah, that exactly. he plays the game that I love. Yeah. And uh, it's a really good point. Really good point. Did you? I had forgotten that that Anzac game went to Golden Point. Yeah. Until it was back up on the screen. Yeah. yeah. I think in the context of that, like that week and what happened afterwards, that was the moment. I don't had Mitchell Pierce kicked a field goal in his career. That was his that. first one. First, first in seventeen attempts. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Something crazy. So I mean, I understand why that's a big mm. deal. And then um, there was a lot of talk of him. He's you know come of age. He's able to lead a, a team and blah blah blah. Um, so at the time it was a big deal, but I think looking back over the season, there have been bigger moments. Simeema Taufa gets uh, Women's Player of the Year. Where's our girl Kezi Epps? Because well, played one game. She this played year. one game this year. Actually, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> she was nominated. She, got three she was nominated. <laughs> she also broke her leg while playing for the Jewelrys in the Nines, and then she came back. Oh. She played for New South Wales, but she was. Um, Nominated for playing for Hang the jewelry. Now she's an injury prone, is she? No, she's right. not injury prone. She's out. <laughs> See you later, <laughs> no, Kezi. We, we <laughs> love Kezi. We love Kezi. Uh, but so um, um, reading this story in the Telegraph today, she actually broke her arm playing in the nines and didn't tell anyone about it. Um, and they don't know whether she broke it in game one, two or three. Oh, wow. She p- kept playing on through all of those games with a broken arm and then she missed the next six weeks or something like that. Tough. She so was tough. tough. It's her third, Very third well nomination for that um, award as well. So. Like the Johnny Sattler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sam, <laughs> Sam Burgess. What a champion. Yeah, yeah. isn't that awesome? Uh, well done, Samama. Uh, Jake Clifford, Holden Cup Player of the Year. Yeah, it's a, I mean, um, I think he's had a great season. I would have thought someone from Cronulla um, – would have been up there. 
uh, Blake Braley was nominated. He's had a great season. Cole Flanagan's had a great season. You know Sione Katoa has, has had a great season. You know what's happened at the Sharks? They've split the vote too much. Yeah, mm. you're I probably right. There's yeah. six players there made the uh, Holden Cup team yeah. of the year. They've split yeah. the vote. Uh, Britain Stop being so good, guys. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Yeah, I want to win this award. <laughs> uh. And Jeez. so we get to, I believe Cameron Smith won the uh, Dally M Award. Congratulations to Cameron. Yeah. Uh, um, it was Gareth Widdop who was... Uh, was it Michael Morgan second? Michael Morgan Michael second. Michael Morgan I think. second. Gareth Whitup third. So if you have a look at Michael Morgan on twenty five, yeah. now should they have been included in the semis because Michael Morgan has picked up nine points right in three games. Agreed. Uh, no, I think it's unfair no. for the the people who play for crappy teams. <laughs> teams like who dragons. finish in the bottom eight. <laughs> yes. Teams yes. who finish in the bottom eight. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Fair enough. We'll leave it as is. There you go, another one. Uh, Dissatisfied solved, solved with another the problem. existing system. Uh, Cameron Smith wins. It's his second Dally M. That's brilliant in itself. The fact that it's 11 years apart, mm-hmm. 2006 to 2017, blows me away. I think he's also the oldest winner as well at 34 ever. Ah. So that is pretty amazing. And you, you know what's great about Cameron Smith? Um, and I think it's a reflection of like when he was talking about his wife and they kept they kept cutting to her and she's just like, oh, I'm not having any of this. They, they're just so um, humble for someone who has achieved so much and is so good at what he does and will be remembered as one of the best players in the entire universe. Last in the sheds, last to get unchanged, last to, you know, leaves his boots on, sits yeah. there in his jersey, probably even has a sneaky beer <gasps> even though, you know, exactly. Um, <laughs> then goes home to the family and then, you know, drives the Holden uh, Kingswood 1971. Mm-hmm. Uh, edition, and then he has the new boys around to his place for a barbie with um, his wife and the family. Just to, like that's Lovely. such throwback, and yet here he is. That he's the way he must prepare himself physically because everyone says, Oh, he's got a body of an accountant. But I was speaking to an insider there at the Melbourne Storm, there's no one fitter in the forwards, no one can run better than Cameron Smith, and he has unbelievable core strength. So he's purpose built for rugby league, and yet here he is, been doing it for 16, yeah. 17 years. Still happen, and he, he manages to make every speech not about him, which yeah. is very unique. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was reading somewhere as well something about his diet. You know how there's so there's so much um, emphasis put on diet these yeah. days. He just has like wheat bix for breakfast. Um, he doesn't do any of the protein shakes or anything like that. Just has like meat and three veg. Yeah. for dinner, and he might have dessert every now and again. And there's none of this like oh you know protein shake with the blueberries and mm. you know the coconut water yeah, and this yeah, and that yeah. that, yeah. that yeah. you know he had not, boiled chicken yeah. breast. And <laughs> yeah. Salmon and spinach and stuff. It's just like he's not worried a normal about his, diet. Um, his ab definition. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> he's just like I'm eating this. Yeah, and now I'm sure. Well, he's got two Dally M awards. Like exactly. Uh, what yeah. are your abs Why like? Who cares? I've got two Dally M awards. Yeah. Like you know, uh, he might even get the award too. The Dally M for the most normal person then in the National <laughs> Rugby League just happens to be the captain of Melbourne, the captain of Queensland, and of course the captain of the Kangaroos. This is the big league run to the finals, grand final, in fact. Podcast brought to you by Isuzu Ute. Brought to you by Isuzu Ute. By the way, we've got a couple of tickets to give away. Not a couple. Four, in fact, to the Rugby League World Cup final. You've got to tell us 25 words or less why you and three mates should go to the final. Best answer will return airfares to Brisbane. Two nights in the five-star accommodation. So what would you do? Would you go in the night before? And just start preparing and then have the night after. You definitely have the night after, but would you be able to go night after? Oh, heavy night. We need to stretch it out a little bit and do some recovery. It's a lot to think about. 
Maybe we can do that a little bit later <laughs> when we're not putting well together said. a podcast. <laughs> um, fully catered corporate suite tickets to the big game. Head to isuzuute.com.au. Enter now. Terms and conditions apply. Isuzuute, go your own way. Time to look at this game now. It's the Melbourne Storm up against the North Queensland Cowboys. 7.15pm kickoff out there at ANZ Stadium. Pam Whaley, I'm going to put you on the spot. How is this game going to play out? I think it is going to be a very low scoring. Mm. I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be very close. I don't think that Storm are going to blow the Cowboys away because I feel like they are tougher than that. A lot mm. of people, I don't know, a lot of people have been saying that it, the you know the Storm are going to just run away with it, but yeah. I, do, I really don't believe that at all. I don't yeah. believe that at all. Yeah. Okay. And we've seen that from the Cowboys, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. They hang in. Yeah. They hang. You think they're gone. The Roosters get to the front. All right. Well, that's them done. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. They get back. Um, really interesting to see. Justin O'Neill drop that ball. And then the next two big tackles, bang, bang. And Just made up for it. Force the ball loose on Blake Ferguson and they score on that at the end of that six. It's, that sort of typified what the Cowboys were all about. What about you, Maria? I disagree. Um, I have a feeling this is a bit like uh, 2014 when the Bulldogs crept into the grand final from seventh. They went on to lose 30 to six mm-hmm. against South yes. Sydney. Yes. And also I had a dream last night that... Oh, here we go, here we go. <laughs> Everyone sit down, get your slippers on. <laughs> um, the storm was, it was like 300 to nil or something like okay. that. Well, by that's then. a good game yeah, for the storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, well, that's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> that's not hey, not compared happen. to some of our other dreams. should hear them. <laughs> Um, I, I do, as good as the Cowboys are, and you're right, they're not, they're not going to fall down. They're not flimsy. I think they'll stick, stick with them until maybe the 60th minute and the storm will just do what they always do and run away with it. Strangely, I agree with you, Maria. What? Um, Not about the 300 nil. No, no, I mean, (laughs) mean, some of those weird dreams you have, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's going to catch up with them. I think, you know, I was expecting to catch up with them last week and maybe even the week before, but all the travel. The, the injured players that they're that, that clearly injured. I think the Melbourne Storm last week got a little bit of a check and said, hang on, you're not just turning up to win this game. You're not just turning up to win this comp. And so that will f- sting them into action. They've got great experience, not just from last year, but from over the course of these these players' histories. And it's not just the big three. It's other guys in there that, you know, Munster's now uh, a grand final player that's played State of Origin. Will Chambers has been there for a long, long time. Suliasi Vunavalo and Josh Adokar, although new, are stars. They're immediately stars. So um, I, I, I get the sense that it's going to be tight for a period of time. The Cowboys may even lead. But at some stage, the Melbourne Storm's going to get away from them and, and just on the back of um, them playing well on the big stage, mounting too much pressure. The Cowboys had 58% of the ball against the Roosters. They will not get 58%. of the, If they get 58% of the ball against the Storm, they're a chance of winning. I don't expect that to happen. They won't make the mistakes that they did first half last week. They won't make the mistakes that the Roosters made. And I just get the feeling that the Melbourne Storm... Uh, are going to put on a clinic and underscore just what a great team they are. Right, Pam, Mm -hmm. Clive Churchill medal and margin. So I think the Storm will win, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, as I said, I think it will be close. I think that if there's a Clive Churchill medal, I think it's going to go to Cooper Cronk. Cooper Cronk. Okay, well, that's the fairy tale. So uh, are you saying, say, two two points or four points? We'll say two. Two points. Okay. All right. This is not our fearless predictions by any means. No. I've got Storm by 12 in Cooper Cronk, Clive Churchill. Cooper Cronk. Don't copy me. I just said that. (laughs) (laughs) um, It's in this magazine that you should all go by. So I said it on Tuesday. So you copied me. 
Okay, there Bye. you go. I'm going to go <laughs> Melbourne Storm by 16. Oh, Melbourne goodness. Storm by 16 and Cam Smith. Just set up for that's Cam. Uh, that's a safe bet. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of we have a, a page of tipsters um, and that was a really popular margin, 16. 16? Storm by 16, Storm by 16, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just don't believe that the Cowboys have been coming down here, I think it's five out of the past six weeks. I don't think they're going to – and they haven't given up once. I don't think they're going to come down here and then give up in it, the – like. I, I don't think – I don't see it happening. It might not be give up. Like, well, actually, I don't anticipate them giving up either. But it might just get all too much for them. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't see it happening. All right. Well, you see what you want to see and we'll okay. see what we see. <laughs> I had a dream about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Parramatta Reels versus the Manly Warringah Seagulls. Here we go again in the Holden Cup. Parramatta have come from fourth. Manly scraped into the eight by seven for and against points. And now they're in a grand final. How do you see this one, Maria? Um, I don't know. I think it will be very uh, attacking heavy and we're going to see a lot of uh, really great runs and tries and line breaks and tackle breaks. Probably not a lot of strong defence from either of these teams. Um, Greg Lili Siao from the Paramount Eels, he is a winger. And I know people are like, oh, wingers, but he has a massive influence on the game. Mm. Um, he's a great runner for the Eels. But for Manly, their halves, Tom Wright and um, Cade Cust have been really, really good this year. So I don't know. I think Parra will win. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be high scoring. It'll probably be in typical Holden Cup fashion, 38 to 34, <laughs> you know, or something <laughs> like that. We love those guys. <laughs> yeah. We love those guys. Pam? I think this is going to be the clinic game. I think Parramatta are going to put it all over Manly. I think they've been the far and away uh, just a really – dominant team this year, uh, haven't been the best. Cronulla were the best for the most of the season. Um, but I think this is going to be a Parramatta clinic. I agree with you, Pam. Mm-hmm. I, I've Having watched these sides over the last few weeks very closely, um, Tom Wright is a star. Watch for him uh, in higher grades at Manly. Uh, I thought Jade Anderson has played well also. But this Parramatta real side, they are they're just diseased with talent. Uh, Greg Lalesi, Ooh, well, nice. yes. that doesn't sound great. Yeah. Diseased. No, Jack Gibson line. He's talking about Eric Groth. He said he's diseased with speed, which might have gone on to talk about how often he got injured, Eric Groth senior. But anyway, um, Greg Lalesi, wow, is a is superstar. that how you say it? Probably. That's how you say I'm sorry, it. Lalesi, Greg. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, Greg. He in the semi final against uh, the Sharks, he ran for just the 252 meters and oh. just the 17 tackle breaks. Casual and huh. just the NBA two tries. NBA. That was that was for Greg. Um, They've got a guy playing in halves, uh, Dylan Brown, who's under 17, and he is the next big thing. And they've got a really strong forward pack as well. Reed Marnie is named in 14. He'll start, yeah. which he has done through the course of the semifinals, and he is a super talent as well. So, See, um, it's so ridiculous amount of tackles. He's he, the person who tackles. He did 72 tackles in one game. Oh, is that all? That's, yeah. Mm. That's Cameron Smith-like in Cameron last Smith-like. year's grand final. Nathan Highmarsh-like. Nathan Highmarsh-like. And then the other big game, of course, the Penrith Panthers in the – uh, state championship match uh, against the Papua New Guinea Hunters, which is one of the great stories of rugby league this year. Maria? I am so excited about this game. Um, Papua New Guinea, um, I'm so happy for them and, and how they've yeah. gone. And they have been, um, since they came into the competition, you would have expected a couple of years of maybe floating in, you know, wherever. Yeah. But they have been consistently strong. Yes. Um, Michael Maram has done an amazing job, their coach to get them to that sort of really professional level because the Queensland Cup is a very professional competition. Um, and then you look at Penrith and they've got a bunch of guys who uh, played a lot of first grade. I mm-hmm. think the stat is there's 207 games of first grade experience in Penrith and there's zero games of first grade experience for Papua <laughs> New Guinea. So, wow. yeah, so that could be telling for them and, you know, it's going to be a massive crowd build up by that point. Um, so they were a bit, um, they seemed a bit 
um, stunned at the beginning of the grand final, yeah. the PNG Hunters. So uh, if that happens again, Penrith might run away with this one. Big stage. There was 12,000 people at Suncorp. It's wow. the biggest ever crowd they've That's had amazing. for a uh, Interest Queensland uh, Interest Cup uh, Premiership decider. Pam? I would love to see the Hunters run away with this one. Wouldn't that just be a marvellous thing to happen on grand final day? Uh, I think most people will be getting behind the Hunters if they're not a uh, Panthers fan. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do think the Panthers are going to escape with this one. Garth Brennan is an amazing coach. He's had so much uh, success Mm. as a as a head coach of a of a New South Wales Cup team and as a Holden Cup coach, I think he'll have them ready for this one. They haven't won an Interest Super this interstate challenge. Uh, I don't no, I don't so. think it existed the last time they won the um right. So this yeah. would be yeah. the first this one. Is the fourth year. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah. You know what? Apart from your crazy thoughts on North Queensland, we're really aligned with the way we're thinking <laughs> because uh, you know the, the the fairy tale is the hunters, and you'd love to see it happen. And the fact that they've got there is fantastic. And the try from Willie Minoga to win the game for them last week was so emotional. However, I think the Penrith Panthers, with all that experience and uh, that level of professionalism, by the way, of those two hundred games, I reckon Mitch Rain makes up for about one hundred and forty of them. Yes. But um, <laughs> there are some experienced players there. Got to have a look at this winger, uh, Micah Sivo who yeah. is a young Fijian guy who is now making his way in this grade. He is a try scorer. He set tries up in the grand final and he saved tries. He is a star in the making, so uh, keep an eye out for him. And I agree. I think Garth Brennan is an NRL coach in waiting. He is a bit of a success story as well. So he came from Fiji. Fiji. So a lot of players, they'll come over from Fiji or New Zealand or somewhere like that and then play. So he played for Gundagai Tigers yes. in the Group 9. Yes. And that's their dream, to play for they come over to a Group 9 club or a Group 20 club or yeah. whatever yeah. and then they get picked up by an NRL club and then yeah. they play reserve grade and then that's that's the dream he's living it. That ha- that That is the ideal for hundreds of players who come over from from Fiji, from PNG, from New Zealand every year. Well, isn't that the PNG Hunters? Um, that's the footprint or the, the blueprint yeah. for the Fiji side in the Intra Super Premiership yep. next year or whenever it happens to be. So uh, there you go. So Panthers to win that one. So they're the three games. We've done them uh, and uh, we're probably all wrong on most of the things <laughs> we were saying. However, <laughs> we will enjoy Speak the games. Speak for yourself. Exactly. <laughs> Time now to speak to our special guest on the Big League Run to the Grand Final podcast. It is former Grand Final winner, former Cowboy and current Fox League commentator, Brent Tate. G'day, Brent. Hey, guys. How are we? Yeah, we're really well. I've, I've got to say, and we've, we've talked about it a little bit earlier in the podcast, one of the things that has been a feature of this semifinal series is not necessarily the performance of the North Queensland Cowboys, although that's been spectacular. It's their return to Townsville and the airport and the response that they are getting from their fans. What's it been like being right in the middle of it? Oh, mate, it's been awesome. I've always said the Cowboys fans are the best. Uh, Jimmy, I don't know whether you know, but 30% of our crowd actually drive an hour to get to the game, and another 10% of that drive over four hours to watch our games on the weekend. So that just goes to show the commitment of our fans up in Townsville, or North Queensland. Uh, And, mate, this week it's been, um, you know, no different to 2015. They are just riding the wave, and... Yeah, it's been incredible, mate. Incredible to see, and just it, it obviously gives the players a huge lift when you're going to the airport and driving to the airport, and the lines of road, uh, uh, the line, uh, sorry, the road is uh, aligned with fans. It's been yeah. amazing. Um, there's been a lot of talk about uh, Paul Green and the the job that he's done this year, particularly. Obviously, he's he's won a premiership, so we already know he's good. But um, has it been different? Has he been different um, considering all the all the issues you, uh, the Cowboys have had off field with injuries and, and getting the team up? 
No, he hasn't, actually. He's just been outstanding. I, I think it's been a really great coaching performance from Paul Green. I mean, there's not too many teams that could lose two players of the calibre, Jonathan Thurston and Matt Scott, and still reach not only the finals, but to get in the grand final. And you've got to think, this was a team that couldn't win without Jonathan Thurston um, at the start of the year when he wasn't playing. So uh, for him to turn the team around and the standards that he sets and the expectations that he puts on the players, it's just been incredible to watch. And I, I think it's it's probably been the coaching performance of the year to get this team into the grand final. It's been incredible. As you said, there's obviously Matt Scott and uh, Jonathan Thurston behind the scenes there. How much work are they doing with the with the team? They're around every day and things like that. Are they working with individual players? Like, what are they doing around the place? Yeah, no, they are. They're, they're you know, I know Matt's uh, been you know heavily involved with the forwards, especially the younger guys like Cohen Hess and, and Jason Tomalolo. I know he spends a lot of time with them, and and JT's been spending a lot of time with Greeny and the coaching staff, game planning. So. Uh, they've been really hands-on, those boys. And I think just having them around in the dressing shed gives those guys a real lift and, and a, a bit of confidence as well. So, um, obviously, Matt Scott's been very close to playing. Um, he won't get to play on the weekend. But, um, yeah, look, even his just, uh, I guess, influence around the group has been huge. Yeah. Good to have them around the dressing shed, especially when you need someone to clean up as well, which is... What JT's been able to do a couple of times. Hand out the beers. Hand out the beers and the pizza if they're not eating. (laughs) Fantastic. Hey, let's look to the other side, uh, Brent, because I know you've got a lot of respect for the Melbourne Storm. There's a lot of players that you have played with in that side um, and they're they're very short-priced favourites to win this game. Um, Do you see, or, or if we assume that you want the Cowboys to win, how do the Cowboys beat this side on the on the biggest stage? Uh, Jimmy, I think Melbourne haven't been quite on top of their game in the two semi-final appearances that they've had. Um, and I know that's pretty dangerous when they beat Brisbane by 30. But I think if Melbourne aren't on top of their game and the Cowboys can stay with them early, um, and I think if the Cowboys are close to them with 20 minutes to go, I'm going to back our boys because I just think they're battle-hardened. They've had a lot of tough games and they're just full of confidence and know how to win the tight ones. Um, but in saying that, uh, mate, you've got three of the best well, I think we've ever seen at game management and being able to, you know, perform on a big stage. And um, they're incredible the way they go about their business and get the job done, Melbourne. But um, the Cowboys just need to stick with them, mate, early. I think they've got to start really well. And if they can drag Melbourne down into a dogfight and, and the closer it gets or the longer it goes, um, the more chance the Cowboys will be. Cooper Cronk uh, will play his sixth grand final for the Storm um, and his last one for the Storm at least. Um, no matter what happens next year, obviously you've played with him for a long time. What's the legacy he leaves behind? Well, I said this the other day. I can't remember who I was talking to, but I think he's such a great example example for any young kid that wants to come through and is willing to put in the hard work, put in some dedication and, and be determined where you can end up because Cooper Cronk wasn't the greatest of players when he was a kid but what he's done is he's morphed himself into one of the one of the all-time greats just through hard work and dedication and um, you spend a bit of time with Cooper Cronk he's meticulous in his preparation he's meticulous the way he eats the way he lives his life and uh, I just think he is the legacy for me that he leaves is for any young kid that wants to play rugby league um, if they're willing to put in the hard work and dedication they can reach a top like Cooper Cronk. Brent, you obviously went through a lot of injuries in your career. Looking at how Billy Slater has been able mm. to come back from um, such serious shoulder injuries and two years out of the game, what, what do you think about that? What does that say about the guy? Yeah, again, I, I think he's um, no different to Billy Slater. Uh, sorry, Cooper, the way he prepares and, 
and rehabbed his shoulder. And for him to come back, it's actually no surprise because I know what a professional he is and how determined he is. And I think his comeback this year from, as you mentioned, those shoulder injuries has been incredible. And we saw what he did in the Origin team. Um, we've seen the influence he's had on this Melbourne side. And, um, yeah, they're just amazing, those guys. Mm. Hey, Brent, the, one of the other stories around today is the fact that North Queensland CEO Greg Tonner has come out and said, hey, we want to host a State of Origin game with our new stadium up there, $250 million stadium. The speculation, too, that Jonathan Thurston paid for the stadium, but uh, we're just trying to get that <laughs> confirmation. Um, do you ever see State of Origin being played in Townsville? Oh, look, Jimmy, I can confirm Jonathan actually paid cash. For that. <laughs> um, he did do that. Um, Oh, look, it'd be wonderful, Jimmy, but I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, it's only a 30,000-seat stadium. Whilst it, I mean, whilst we could all fall in love with uh, the thought of it, it's, you know, it just wouldn't commercially work. And, um, yeah, I think it'd be I think it'd be amazing. Izzy, thank you, mate. Sorry, guys. I'm just at the airport and talking to Cowboys fans that are obviously very... Uh, <laughs> not getting mobbed. Uh, yeah, no, no. Um, yeah, look, Jimmy, I just don't think it'll happen, mate. It's uh, You need to play State of Origin in big stadiums where there's 80 sure. plus thousand. So, yeah, it's great great in theory, but well, I don't think it'll happen. Before we let we let you go, we've got to get a prediction from you. We're a tier per margin and your Clive Churchill winner. I'm going to go Gavin Cooper um, and Ooh. the Cowboys win by six. So I think uh, if Coops can... You know, have a really big game and his leadership's so critical. I think the Cowboys will win. Isn't it funny? Gavin Cooper's another one of those guys and, you know, he, he's been around for a long time. I've admired his courage for 12 years just running a uh, that, that hard line off Jonathan Thurston for most of that career and yet he's blossomed at the back end, playing Origin, uh, now leading a side into a grand final. It's testament again to those guys who, who stick at it and, and remain committed, Brent. Oh, absolutely it is. And, and you're right, he reminds me a lot of Stephen Price, actually. Just, you know, the, the, the longer his career went, um, the better he got. And Corey Parker was another one of those guys. But, uh, mate, he, he is one of the toughest blokes you'll ever see, Jimmy. He gets beaten up every week. And we call him Sausage Skin because he splits every week. He's, uh, <laughs> he's always getting stitched up. But, yeah, again, his leadership with our JT and, and Matty has been... It, it's been incredible. And, mate, there's so much... There's so much good stories around the Cowboys at the moment. I could talk all day on it, but uh, you know his leadership's just another another piece of the puzzle to get him into the final. Yeah, it's awesome. And to think we haven't even spoken about Jason Taumalolo, who is uh, just a, <laughs> emerged as a superstar of the game. Hey, Brent, uh, I know North Queensland's going crazy. Enjoy your time down here in Sydney Town. Hope you have a great time at the grand final. And uh, thanks for joining us today on our podcast. Yeah, thank you, mate. And sorry for all the background noise. I am on my way down to Sydney at the airport, so I'm pretty excited, mate. And there's plenty of Cowboys fans about, let me tell you. You're not paying $1,300 for a ticket, are you? <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> Good on you, Brent. Check the statement. Thanks, guys. It's the Big League magazine. For the grand final edition, there's the, what are they, the special six? On the uh, cover? Super Six. Super Six. Uh, That's much better than yeah. Special Six. Yeah. Uh, we'll, okay, we'll go with the Super Six. Gavin Cooper, Jason Talmalala, Michael Morgan, Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk, and Cameron Smith. So make sure you go and buy that in all good magazine stores. Buy it in the bad stores as well. Remember, these fearless predictions are brought to you by Isuzu Ute, the official automotive partner of the Rugby League World Cup. And they're giving you a chance to win a grand final, uh, a final experience. Uh, with you and three of your mates. 25 words or less. You've got to tell them um, why you should be going to the final. Best answers get return airfares to Brisbane, two nights accommodation at the Sofitel, and 
fully catered corporate suite tickets for the big game. Head to isuzuute.com.au. Enter now. Terms and conditions apply. Isuzuute. Go your own way. So let's do a little update on our fearless predictions from last week. So, Maria, you said Roosters v Cowboys will go into extra time. Wrong. Incorrect. I said that Felice Kafusi would score a try. You pressed me on that because he'd scored eight for the year. So you made me go a little bit further than that. It was Anthony Milford would be hanging off him when he scored the try. And then he makes a break and he nearly scores a try, but he falls over and Anthony Milford's just falling. And he comes that close to scoring. Yeah, and it turned okay. out it didn't matter because he didn't score a try anyway, <laughs> so no matter who was hanging off him. It was just playing out the oh, way I thought. Game of so inches. Game of inches, you're right. Um, and Pam, <laughs> you said... <coughs> <laughs> Storm to keep the Broncos to nil. Um, Nailed it. So you got it. So score update, please, Pam. Uh, you've got the. Can, uh, I, can you see that? You is can it, see it. That's yes. Good. So two, two, two. So I'm making this, a comeback. This is huge. You're like the Cowboys. <laughs> yes. You almost didn't qualify for this. We we're like, oh, no one believed I could do it. Leave Pam out of the. But it matters what I believe. Oh. I believe I can do it. <laughs> yes. We've got the belief. Paul Green's got it in everyone, hasn't he? Good on you, Greenie. So we got some responses last week. Uh, and there were some good ones in there. Uh, Storm to win the GF with a little bit of help from the ref, of course. Well, Joe's gone off a week early. Uh, Matthew Campbell said Cameron Munster, three try assists. Uh-uh, sorry, Matt. Um, payback for 2014, Cowboys knock out the Roosters. Well, that was correct. Garth, well done. Oh, by the way, got to give a mention to you to uh, Scotty Daniels who says, just bought it, get it every week. What uh, a legend. Good Thanks on you, Scotty. Scotty uh, we do appreciate that. Then we've got a guy named Scott Bailey who said Melbourne will win at 30-0 to reach the big one. He posted it four days ago, so thanks very much what for a that, bludger. Scott. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for nothing, Scott. That's right. Uh, and then we get this one. Uh, Garth, again, says Storm Cowboys finals. Um, and Richard Green said, Pam, prediction genius. That must be Uncle Richard, is it? No, oh. that's just a normal bloke who just, <laughs> just sees a prediction <laughs> genius and says so. <laughs> and responds accordingly. <laughs> um, Becca G said, Broncos to nil, question mark, question mark, ouch. Well, bad luck, Becca G. <laughs> it Sorry, happened. Becca. Uh, and then we had, uh, yeah, so they're all the ones that come through. So uh, there we go. So brings us to the grand final today uh, for this week. And uh, given the fact that you scored last week with that uh, great prediction, why don't you start us off, Pam? Okay. I've got a tough one. Uh, I feel like I'm sticking the boot into Antonio Winterstein a little oh, bit here. Um, but I say two errors from him. <gasps> but he's going to make up with it, make up for it and score a try. Haters going to hate, man. But he's going to make up for it, and that's the most important thing. Not if he's two errors leading two tries. Then he's but what if they don't? I'm not saying that they're going to. Okay. All right. All right. Errors, mistakes happen, hey, keep Jimmy. it positive, man. <laughs> <laughs> I believe. Okay. All right. Uh, where do we get that official error count from? Uh, from our stats provider. Okay. Yeah, but like missed tackle doesn't count as an error. No. Right? It's a it's a drop ball drop or ball. a okay. – yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Maria? I, um, I've gone a bit uh, nuts this week. Okay. Um, I've gone with Delph Nukin, the Stormlock and absolute legend to make 50 tackles. 50 tackles His from Delph Nukin. is 33 so far this season. So you're, you're banking on a game where the, the Cowboys do get 58% possession because he's have to exceed his mm. average... Uh, tackles per game. Perhaps, or maybe he's just really excited for his, uh, what is that now? Fourth. Fourth grand final? His fourth grand final. Has he won one? No. <gasps> That's unfortunate. Want, he's played six years in the NRL and this is fourth grand final. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I want Dell to, su- to succeed. Yeah. yeah. Nice guy, huh? Nice guy. Very yeah. Nice. Underrated player. Yeah. 
Underrated player. Not by the Melbourne Storm. They've signed him up for four years mm-hmm. after he went through the Newcastle system, had a look at there, and they said, no, no, we want to keep you for four years. Um, my fearless prediction for this week is that Billy Slater, Josh Adokar, and Suliasi Vunavalu will all score tries in the grand final at minimum one each. Minimum one each. Okay, yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No half tries. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, if you get it and put it just on the corner yeah, post, yeah, so exactly. just out, it doesn't count. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So there you go. There's the fearless prediction. So um, good luck, girls. And I mean that with Thank absolutely you. no sincerity whatsoever. <laughs> we wouldn't we expect a, it from you, Jimmy. Do we have a prize? I know we've got drinks next week, which I'm really looking forward to, but yeah. do we have a prize for the person who wins the. Fearless predictions? Um, just my undying respect. Undying yeah. respect. Right. You'd, you'd be happy with the honour, wouldn't you? <laughs> exactly. The bragging rights. Bragging rights. Hey, the that's right. Next I, season. Seriously, I was that ready to go on Twitter last week when Felice <laughs> Cafusi was in the clear. I nearly had it printed out, ready to go. Hey, Pam. Hey, Maria. But anyway. Did you have it saved in your drafts? And exactly. Like ready to go? Yeah. Just send. Just send. Yeah. Uh, I'm a real sore loser, so I'll probably just ignore you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, fair enough. At the drinks or just permanently? <laughs> just generally permanently. In life, yeah. uh, nice. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Hope everyone has a great weekend. It's the grand final weekend. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast over the course of the last 10 uh, of 12 weeks of the season. Uh, we've enjoyed bringing it to you. It's been done by Izuzu Ute, so thank you very much for their support. And remember, go on to izuzuute.com.au and put in your nomination, 25 words or less, why you should be at the Rugby League World Cup Grand Final. Have a great Grand Final, girls. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. You too.